Welcome to Discovering Africa Through Technology, the podcast series that showcases the brilliance of Africa's great minds, innovators and experts as they tackle complex challenges with homegrown solutions driven by knowledge, technology and innovation. Our podcast is inspired by the African Union Agenda 2063 Aspiration 7, which seeks to rebrand Africa and change negative narratives and perspectives through science, technology and innovation. We believe that Africa has the power to solve its own development challenges and become a strong, united, resilient, peaceful and influential global player and partner. Join us as we explore the transformative potential of technology in Africa with your host Razia Kulatein Mwanga and learn from the experts driving change on the African continent. And today in the program, we are privileged to have Mary Helda Akongo who is the Fundi Girls Program Lead at Fundi Bots, normalizing education for girls through Fundi Girls. And she's passionate about youth empowerment, gender equality, education tech, and human-centered design. Also, we have Diana Najuma, who is a Fundi Girl Champion. She's a 24-year-old recent graduate from Makerere University. She studied a bachelor's degree in science in software engineering. She is a proud Fundi girl, daughter, sister, woman in fintech, and co-founder of Tesla Uganda, a tech startup that is breaking grounds in African smart home automation business. And finally, in the program, we have Proscovia Awino, and Hope is 24-year-old and has benefited from the Fundi Ports Out of School Youth Program. She gained STEM knowledge from Fundi Bots and an opportunity to join the workforce team. She is a proud Fundi girl who through the Fundi Bots training has gained confidence to come with both hardware and software. She currently works in the Fundi production team that processes the tools they deliver to schools through their enhanced science curriculum for STEM kids. Mary Helder. Fundi Girls Program Lead. Can you tell us about the Fundi Bots Program, the vision behind it, how it started, and what it aims to do? Thank you, Razia. Uh, we are excited and honored to be here with you today. As mentioned, my name is Mary Helda Akong. I work with Fundi Bots as the Fundi Girls Program Manager. Um, Fundi Bots was started by Solomon King Benge in 2011. Um, he started this little project in his house um as a child solomon was very curious he still is um and he was always tinkering with different things that he found in his environment as he grew older he found out that there were no resources that he could use to continue to build the projects that he wanted to build Uh, so he decided to create an enabling environment so that children like him could have access to these resources that they needed to learn uh, sciences, engineering, or anything um, that they were interested in doing with their hands. So in 2011, he met a lady by the names of Betty Kituyi, who uh, was leading a project called Cafe Scientific. And together they went on this journey of um, visiting different schools, showcasing robots, um, doing small presentations in the schools, And in 2014, 
Solomon registered the organization. He also joined uh, um, an organization called Echoing Green as a fellow. And that was when the project officially kicked off and became more, they became more aggressive with operations. Today, Fundibot is in four different um, regional regions in Uganda with um, more than 100 employees. Wow, oh, that's quite interesting. And how many people have you benefited since you started? Since 2014, we've worked with more than, we have impacted more than 20,000 students and we have also trained more than 400 schools in more than 400 teachers from different schools around the country. Diana Najuma, you are a Fundi champion girl. So how did you come to learn about Fundi balls? And how has your journey been? Thank you, Razia. So I got to hear about Fundi Bots uh, during uh, an internship opening uh, in January this year, 2023. Uh, they sent out an advertisement calling uh, people to join the internship program. I applied and I was lucky to get in at the time. Uh, the program happened uh, from January to March of this year. And that's the same time I also got in about the Fundy Girls program and I joined it and I'm a proud member. It has been a really exciting journey for me. I've learned so much along the way. I've met uh, so many brilliant minds. I've been mentored by the best uh, during that time and even after uh, as I ran my startup. So to me, it has been a journey of growth in general so far. Wow. Thank you so much, uh, Diana. Proskovia, tell us about your journey also. Yes, good morning. Once again, Rosia. Um, good morning to first you. First of all, I would thank God for this opportunity for you guys having me on board. Um, my journey with Fundibots, it was, it was way back in 2020 when I was in church. Then I heard about the adverts. I applied for it. And then, uh, by the grace of God, I got lucky enough. I came in, sort of the, the interview, and I was uh, I was taken in into knowing Fundibots through church, church. And then when I joined, there was this program called Fundi at Work program. It was basically dealing with out of school youth like me. So when they gave me the opportunity to learn six months, I took it on. And I learned a, a, a couple of things here and there. The mentorship, the apprenticeship, and all that was really an awesome journey for me. And I, I am extremely excited to be a Fundi girl. We also understand that there is always a gap in women in STEM. And I know Fundi is working on bridging that gap, empowering children, teachers, and also girls in particular. Mary, can you tell us more about what the Fundi Girls Program, what is it about and what is it doing to reduce and bridge the gap of gender in technology in STEM? The problem that we're really trying to solve is the low number of girls and women in science fields. Um, and this can be debatable. So we're really trying to increase the number of girls in science, technology, engineering, and math. 
Um, so in 2020, I remember we went out to different schools to talk to a couple of secondary school students. And what we were trying to understand was the challenges that they faced while learning sciences um, and what their needs are and how we can bridge that gap. So if you look globally, the number of women in STEM is incredibly low. So we thought, what are the best ways for us to make sure that we are bridging that gap? And for us, a big challenge is quality of education um, and particularly the quality of science education that is delivered in schools. Already there are very many biases and stereotypes that the community has towards sciences and towards girls that are learning sciences. So you hear things like sciences are not for girls um, and sciences are difficult and tough. And these are all things that are not true. And the students that we spoke to, some of them were actually considering dropping sciences because they believed in all these stereotypes. So for us, we are really coming in to bridge that gap to show students that it is possible for you to do sciences as a girl. It's possible for you to chase whatever dream you have. And we are here to provide the technical skills that you need and also the mentorship and other resources and opportunities that you need in order to follow your dreams. Um, and the long-term plan is to see the number of women and girls increase in the STEM field. Thank you. So can you tell us uh, how the program is structured? For example, if I want to join that program. Mary Helda Akongo, who is the Fundi Girls Program Lead at Fundi Bots, normalizing education for girls through Fundi Girls. And she's passionate about youth empowerment, gender equality, education tech, and human-centered design. Also, we have Diana Najuma, who is a Fundi Girl Champion. She's a 24-year-old recent graduate from Makerere University. She studied a bachelor's degree in science in software engineering. She is a proud Fundi Girl, daughter, sister, woman in FinTech, and co-founder of Tesla Uganda, a tech startup that is breaking grounds in African smart home automation business. And finally, in the program, we have Proskovia Awino, Hope. And Hope is 24-year-old and has benefited from the Fundi Ports out-of-school youth program. She gained STEM knowledge from Fundi Ports and an opportunity to join the workforce team. She is a proud Fundi girl who through the Fundi Boards training has gained confidence to come with all hardware and software. She currently works in the Fundi production team that processes the tools they deliver to schools through their enhanced science curriculum for STEM kids. Mary Helder. Fundi Girls Program Lead. Can you tell us about the Fundi Bots Program, the vision behind it, how it started, and what it aims to do? Thank you, Razia. Uh, we are excited and honored to be here with you today. As mentioned, my name is Marihelda Akong. I work with Fundi Bots as the Fundi Girls Program Manager. Um, Fundi Bots was started by Solomon King Benge in 2011. Um, he started this 
little project in his house. Um, as a child, Solomon was very curious. He still is. Um, and he was always tinkering with different things that he found in his environment. As he grew older, he found out that there were no resources that he could use to continue to build the projects that he wanted to build. Uh, so he decided to create an enabling environment so that children like him could have access to these resources that they needed to learn uh, sciences, engineering, or anything um, that they were interested in doing with their hands. So in 2011, he met a lady by the names of Betty Kitui, who uh, was leading a project called Cafe Scientific. And together they went on this journey of um, visiting different schools, showcasing robots, um, doing small presentations in the schools, and in 2014, Solomon registered the organization. He also joined uh, um, an organization called Echoing Green as a fellow. And that was when the project officially kicked off and became more, they became more aggressive with operations. Today, Fundibot is in four different um, regional regions in Uganda with um, more than 100 employees. Wow, oh, that's quite interesting. And how many people have you benefited since you started? Since 2014, we've worked with more than, we have impacted more than 20,000 students and we have also trained more than 400 schools in more than 400 teachers from different schools around the country. Diana Najuma, you are a Fundi champion girl. So how did you come to learn about Fundi balls? And how has your journey been? Thank you, Razia. So I got to hear about Fundibots uh, during uh, an internship opening uh, in January this year, 2023. Uh, they sent out an advertisement calling uh, people to join the internship program. I applied and I was lucky to get in at the time. Uh, the program happened uh, from January to March of this year. And... That's the same time I also got in about the Fundi Girls program and I joined it and I'm a proud member. It has been a really exciting journey for me. I've learned so much along the way. I've met uh, so many brilliant minds. I've been mentored by the best uh, during that time and even after uh, as I ran my startup. So to me, it has been a journey of growth in general so far. Wow, thank you so much, uh, Diana. Proskovia, tell us about your journey also. Yes, good morning once again, Rosia. Um, good morning to first you. First of all, I would thank God for this opportunity for you guys having me on board. Um, my journey with Fundy Boards, it was, it was way back in 2020 when I was in church. Then I heard about the advert, applied for it. And then um, by the grace of God, I got lucky enough. I came in, sort of the, the interview, and I was uh, I was taken in into knowing Fundibot through church. church. And then when I joined, there was this program called Fundi at Work program. It was basically dealing with out-of-school youth like me. So when they gave me the opportunity to learn six months, I took it on. And I learned a, a, a couple of things here and there. 
the mentorship, the apprenticeship and all that was really an awesome journey for me. And I, I am extremely excited to be a Fundi girl. We also understand that there is always a gap in women in STEM. And I know Fundi is working on bridging that gap, empowering children, teachers, and also girls in particular. Mary, can you tell us more about what the Fundi Girls Program, what is it about and what is it doing to reduce and bridge the gap of gender in technology in STEM? The problem that we're really trying to solve is the low number of girls and women in science fields. Um, and this can be debatable. So we're really trying to increase the number of girls in science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, so in 2020, I remember we went out to different schools to talk to a couple of secondary school students. And what we were trying to understand was the challenges that they faced while learning sciences um, and what their needs are and how we can bridge that gap. So if you look globally, the number of women in STEM is incredibly low. So we thought, what are the best ways for us to make sure that we are bridging that gap? And for us, a big challenge is quality of education, um, and particularly the quality of science education that is delivered in schools. Already there are very many biases and stereotypes that the community has towards sciences and towards girls that are learning sciences. So you hear things like sciences are not for girls um, and sciences are difficult and tough. And these are all things that are not true. And the students that we spoke to, some of them were actually considering dropping sciences because they believed in all these stereotypes. So for us, we are really coming in to bridge that gap to show students that it is possible for you to do sciences as a girl. It's possible for you to chase whatever dream you have. And we are here to provide the technical skills that you need and also the mentorship and other resources and opportunities that you need in order to follow your dreams. Um, and the long-term plan is to see the number of women and girls increase in the STEM field. Thank you. So can you tell us uh, how the program is structured? For example, if I want to join that program. Fundibot delivers its program activities within three different program pillars. We have Fundi at school, Fundi at home, and Fundi at work. So Fundi at school focuses on providing learning resources um, to students in the school environment. Fundi at home provides on um, focuses on providing learning resources to students in the home environment, and then Fundi at Work uh, focuses on providing learning resources to students in the work environment. So Fundi Girls cuts across these three pillars. So for each and every program that is under these pillars, we make sure that there is a 50-50% contribution. Um, there's a 50-50% participation for both girls and women. But while Fundi Girls cuts across these three pillars, it also stands alone on its own. So we have certain program activities that are Swindy Girls only specific activities. So for example, we do inspirational events. Inspirational events are essentially events where we bring young women together and then we bring a role model in the STEM field to come and have a conversation 
with them um, to understand how to get into one of us program activities you it, it will be dependent on what program activity that is so for example the one that diana did which is the internship program we, we put out a call of application um and then students apply and then if we see that the number of students that are applying for the internship the number of female students is really low we then go out in and intentionally look for girls so we go to the universities we do outreaches we speak to different university leads uh, so that we can see the number of girls that are applying for that specific program increase if it's a program like the one that Awino did which is the out of school youth program uh, we go to different co communities we talk to community leaders we talk to different people that can help us identify girls that would be good for that program and then we encourage them to apply for the particular program activity so it depends on the program can you tell us about what these different types of resources are for each different group Funibot as an organization has two main learning tools. We have the enhanced science curriculum and we have our robotics. The enhanced science curriculum is an intracurricular um, curriculum or tool that is integrated into the national science uh, curriculum. So what happens is for whatever for a scientific concept that is taught in the classroom, we produce a tool that will help students to understand that concept better. Then robotics is essentially our extracurricular tool. So we go to schools and we teach, we teach students how to build robots. So now in all of our work, in all the three program pillars, these tools are used in one way or another. In the Fundi at School program pillar, we use enhance we use the enhanced science curriculum and we also use the robotics curriculum. In that Fundi at Home program pillar, we use uh, a bit of the robotics curriculum as well. Even in the Fundi at Work program pillar, which is um which Awino and Diana are beneficiaries, we use robotics as well. So I would just like to know more some of the success stories that you've had out of the curriculum and also robotics. I will start with the robotics, which um, Proskovia and Diana can add to this as well because they've both used this curriculum. So uh, we have seen, especially in schools, that the robotics curriculum helps students to improve their performance in the classroom. When students start to learn about robotics, it really widens their thinking and they start to become more interested in learning so you find that they're going out into the um they're going out to the library or to the computer library and they're seeking for knowledge which they are using to experiment to do projects outside of the classroom by doing that they are understanding concepts that they're learning in the classroom and in the long term it really helps them to improve classroom performance there are very many stories that we've seen of students that have used our curriculum and they've excelled um, besides Proskovia and Diana's stories we have um, a now Alsha gentleman story who joined us as a student, um, he went through our robotics curriculum. Um, he joined us and started to work with us after that. And now he is 
continuing his further studies in one of the most esteemed universities in 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 Africa. Um, last week we just had of a young student who was doing a robotics training at our offices, and now he's is um, representing Uganda in a robotics training in a robotics competition that is happening out of the country. So we have very many stories of stu students like this. And um, I'll let Awino and Diana share how the robotics training has really helped them both in their personal and professional lives. And then for the enhanced science curriculum, we are seeing so much impact with that. Um, number one, students are you saying that sciences has become easier to learn and it has also become fun to learn? We have actually had stories of students that don't want to leave the classroom, the science classroom, and teachers are um, art teachers are complaining that when it's time for the science class to end, students actually do not want to end because of how interesting and enjoy and enjoyable uh, the class is. But we've also seen an increased performance in science in science subjects, but also in soft skills because students are now more articulate uh, they present them they they have better presentation skills they have better teamwork skills and all these are the impact of what the enhanced science curriculum is is is, is achieving in schools let's start with the uh, proscovia because you joined this program from out of school tell us what inspired you and how has it changed your professional journey and career in STEM? Before joining in the STEM industry, they, okay, you know, I come from the society whereby girls are always told, like, you know, these things are for boys, these things are not meant for you. Now see what are you going to do there? You're not qualified for it, stuff like that. But when I joined in, Funibots gave me a room to do, first of all, do exploit on most of these things. After me doing so many exploitation on this and that, I realized that there is more beyond what I what I what I was what I was thinking and what people were telling me out there. I always said never shoot or give up too soon on something just because people are giving you negativity, they're telling you you're not going to excel there, you're not going to become who you want to be, you're not going to get anywhere at all. Treated with computing, I said let me first personalize myself on this. When I began, I, be, I on that that is basically on the software part of it. I did this and that. I did it for quite some time, and it interested. I found something very interesting that I'd not thought of. That in the long run, I'll come across it. So I continue venturing into it until it reached a point where I was like, "Oh, what about if I do this? Will it come out the way I want?" It was something that. It, it was out of curiosity because the one day I was there in the room, and then I was like, let me first turn this this wire like this. Let me do this one like that. What will happen if I do this? So as I continued doing it, surely something came out different. I'm like, so if I do this like that, it will eventually work. So from there, I began my journey on the hardware part of of everything. Like I can do so much in the electronic electronic devices. I find myself repairing things. I find myself, and I'm like, good. 
I didn't study these things like so much like the way the boys the boys were like uh, uh, you won't excel in it you won't get anywhere so it, when I found myself in that position I knew that something was clearly different and there there is some change that I can there, there are things that I can do beyond what I thought that I could do. So Fundibots gave me that room to learn and grow. They gave me that room. They trained me. They, they have made me, in fact, love doing STEM stuff than any other thing that I do because, you know, outside Fundibots, I do pastoring. So when I, when I go out there and I'm trying to explain certain things, sometimes I bring technical terms and people are like, what is she talking about? We don't know that. We don't understand that. And... To me, it is a great joy. It's a great honor. I don't take it for granted because I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I would be if I had not gotten this opportunity. I don't know how far or even I would have never discovered anything concerning the STEM and the tech industry. So I'm really, really super proud that I got to learn, and I'm still, I'm still super excited to do more and more on the hardware side of each and everything that I do. Wow, thank you, Awino. Listening to you, I can hear how Fundi Bots has inspired and ignited your imagination and how you've gone to build your, like you said, you are building, you are repairing, and also you are using even technology to, to preach, which is a very interesting term because science is very complicated. So I can imagine religion is complicated. Very but true. Trying trying to explain uh, religion according to science. Thank you very much. Wow. Diana Najuba, I understand that you are also a, a, a proud Fundi girl, daughter and sister, and you also work in the FinTech, and you're also a co-founder of, Tes of Tesla in Uganda, which is a tech startup that is breaking grounds in Africa, smart homes and automation. First of all, tell us your, uh, your, your STEM journey and this connection with, uh, before you joined Fundi, what were you doing? And then after joining Fundi, I know you are doing this internship. How has that changed your perspective and your work as a FinTech woman? My journey uh, in STEM goes way back uh, to my secondary school, Trinity College Nabingo where I decided to offer physics, chemistry, and mathematics at A level. Uh, that's when I got interested in STEM. And then when I joined the university, I offered software engineering. It was new to me. I, I always wanted to be an engineer. I just wasn't sure which one. So when I started gravitating towards uh, the IT field, I decided to do software engineering, and I found it interesting through the internships I did before I even joined Fundibots. Uh, then uh, towards my graduation, I was looking for what to do next. Uh, of course, jobs were there, they were quite open. And I had an, an apprenticeship at the time with a, third, uh, a research lab at Macquarie University. But I felt like it wasn't enough for me. I felt like I needed skills that I could have as personally as a lady and I could make um, sense out of them and probably create jobs for other people and also make money for myself. So when I heard about the Fullibots internship, I, I applied and joined, as I stated earlier, and it was it was quite exciting. I didn't done a physical internship before, given the previous ones that happened for me were all during lockdown, so they were remote. This was my first physical internship. 
I met I met so many people and mentors, uh, teammates, and everything. And and the way I was introduced to robotics was in three sections. Uh, number one, programming. Number two, mechanics. And number three, electronics. So being a software engineer, I was already coming from a programming background, understood the software part of it. But when it came to electronics and mechanics, I was completely blank. At Fundibots, usually throughout the internship, we were working in teams. It was never solo. You always had people to work with. I was privileged to work with, uh, uh, I've mentioned a few names, uh, Michael, Jakisa, Chris. Uh, these, these, these guys were coming from a mechanical and electronics perspective. But those are the courses that opened, that offered at their universities. And they were, they were not as informed as I was in the side of software. So when I was teamed up with them, we it was a mixture of, you know, mind-blowing things. We couldn't stop thinking and all that. Yeah, so it was uh, towards the end of the internship, as per the project we had done at the time, we were given a privilege to pitch to a couple of investors on a panel and the rest of the team and Afundibot's alumni, very many people showed up for that event. And it was after that event that it crossed our minds that we could actually push this into something beneficiary and something that could draw and, you know, South Africa. So we decided that let our project not stop there. We're working at a smart home project at a time, just automating small, small things in the house and all that thing around the electronics. So we decided to make it into business. And that's how Tesla in Uganda came up. Through Tesla in Uganda, we decided to solve like three major problems. Uh, one of them being overwhelming electricity bills for for the people in Uganda and Africa at large, and one of the biggest uh, was unemployment and security issues. So we are proud to say we have three products on the market right now: smart lights, uh, smart sockets, and security systems. All these are designed to fit the needs of the African population as compared to uh, whatever has been being brought in by foreign countries that designing for their market, but we decided to design something for the African market. I'm proud to be a co-founder at Tesla, and that's my success story. Tell us a little bit about these three products that you have in the market. What exactly do they do? All most smart lights have been existing, being provided by companies like Apple and Amazon. So we looked at their product, the bulbs they provide right now, and what we could do to better them and make them fit the needs of the African population. We realized that when Af when people buy bulbs, especially people in Africa, uh, those bulbs have, and they, they usually have a lifespan. So at any time, the bulbs will blow. If you look at the prices of those bulbs, if you're buying them online, it's quite high for someone making a salary in an African setting. So we decided to come up with a solution that does it, that allows one to use existing bulbs of any design that they have in their home or in their business, and they just add a small unit to that existing system, and they can have smart lights. So that makes us better and more fitting to the African setting. And also when this person is shifting, so they're leaving their home and moving to a new location, they can just simply carry the unit without having to destroy any wiring or suffer with bulb installation and all that. We looked at the security systems, then we we we, we had to look at a way we could hope the African population still uh, in terms of business. We realized like most business owners, especially in the middle of Kampala, in arcades, most of them keep their money in their shops before they take it to the bank, say at the end of the week or at the end of the day. 
but these are people who would probably be working alone at a given time and every time he gets out he tells the neighbor please help me watch my shop but in that very shop he's keeping money loads of money there money that is maintaining his business how is he going to protect in case he's not around we had a small system which you can just put anywhere or say at the entry of the shop or just inside the door of the shop and in case someone tries to trespass to reach out to yourself it immediately alarms and also notifies you on your smartphone both via the internet and also via sms if you have a small button phone was a major security thing that we solved and we still maintain the other security systems of motion sensing and compounds and all that but that one for the business is really standing out for us final one is a smart socket we are trying to solve we're trying to provide comfort and convenience to the african population who doesn't want luxury uh, the tech service want it also people who are trying to conserve on energy want it if you can control your devices any device that you have or appliance that you have in your home via your smartphone in africa for those who are, for those of us who grew up in african setting we were always told by our parents turn the fridge off at this time because it consumes a lot of electricity imagine we provided to you a solution where you could control that fridge or any device via the smartphone and you can schedule and be like i want it to run from this time to this time and after that i want it to be off you're saving on electricity you're saving on energy energy is a very important resource in africa even though we are ignoring it so those are the three main products that tesla in uganda is providing and is bringing onto the market we are creating employment opportunities for our people because we are manufacturing these things here we are doing the designs ourselves and at the end of the day we don't have to look for jobs the jobs are looking for us and we are creating them for our fellow youth Tesla in Uganda started out during the Fundibots internship that I and my teammates did uh, from January to March. We were teamed up as part of the program. We we always had to work in teams of three to four people, and each of the teams was allocated a project. So we were privileged to work together. I was coming from a programming background. My teammates were coming from mechanics and electronics background. And with the hope of the resources provided by Fundibots, we were able to come up with the different products that we are putting onto the market right now. Uh, we were also privileged to be exposed to a panel of investors uh, that Fundibots brought along at the graduation event that we had on the 4th of March, 2023. It was at this event that we actually discovered our potential and possibility of this startup, Tesla in Uganda. Uh, we therefore thank uh, the Fundibos administration and the Fundigals uh, community for, for all the support in terms of resources, in terms of mentorship, and uh, in terms of in-kind support. Everything that has been provided to us, we attribute it to, to Fundibos. As a woman in, in STEM, having a startup that is running because I was part of the initiative means a lot to me. Uh, it means it, it gives me empowerment. Uh, having come from a software background and working with people from from a um, perspective that is more mechanical and electrical and somehow coming up as one of the managerial, uh, you know, influential staff 
in the startup, to me, I feel empowered and I feel like I'm empowering other people. We are trying to onboard other ladies on the team because I know a few ladies who are interested in the electronics bit of the of the of the development of our product. So empowering myself and empowering other people, I feel that gives me great joy as an African woman. Thank you very much, Diana, for for sharing your story. Listening to you, Diana, and I am trying to understand how Afundi is using ro- robotics and STEM knowledge as a tool and an enabler to attract and inspire children, girls to venture into new generation technology and innovation solutions, become architects for social solutions. From being a graduate in science, software engineering, to being the owner and co-founder company in Uganda that has created solutions which have changed and transformed people's lives. Mary, when you hear such stories and the vision that Fundi Balls has, what do you say about that? The importance of investing in ideas like this of promoting science and technology and STEM to children. What can you say about Fundi's vision and what you have so far done and hearing success stories like this? I think I read somewhere in a MasterCard uh, report that by 2030, about 46% of the world's workforce will be young people, in um, young Africans. And hearing stories or stories like this, stories of young people that we have trained or our beneficiaries, it fills me with so much joy. And it also gives me hope and it makes me know that the work that we are doing is extremely important and it will help us to train as many young people as possible to make sure that by the time it's 2030, at least the majority of young people that will getting into the work- workforce will be trained and we would have played a large role in doing that. Our 2030 goal is to train a million African children and we hope that the children and the young people that we would have trained will get into the workspace and they will create, innovate and come up with solutions that will continue to solve Africa's problems. And for us, it's important to note that while robotics is a tool that students use, um, for us, we really want them to open up their minds to different possibilities, whether they get into the STEM world or not. Um, it's a tool that will help to make them fall in love with sciences, make them fall in love in with learning, with learning really, with learning, um, fall in love um, with art and discover themselves and tap into their inner curiosity so that they're able to create, 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 create and essentially make the world a better place. How has the market and the public in your market accepted this uh, this initiative. Where are you going next? I think we found that in some communities there's some hesitancy. So which is expected because people are 
wary of things that they are unfamiliar with. So if we go out to certain schools and we present robotics and we say we'd like to teach your kids robotics, there's so many questions that come up um, and, and, and it takes time for them to, for certain school administrators to let us into their schools. But we eventually, over time, we build trust and then we also show them the power that this tool has. Um, and yes, so over time we build trust and they begin to see the value of the tools. To answer your second question, yes, we do want to scale. That is our big goal. Um, we have worked in the past with schools in in Tanzania, and this year we also did a training in Kenya. So scaling definitely comes with its challenges. Um, our work is extremely capital intensive, so capital funding is a very big challenge. Uh, but we also have to learn the education environment in the countries that we are in. Um, and if we are looking at the enhanced science curriculum, for example, so scientific concepts will remain the same, right? States of matter. If you're learning about states of matter, whether it's in Uganda or it's in Kenya, it's the same thing, or whether you're learning in Swahili or in English, it's the same thing. But there are certain things that might vary. So in order for us to be able to implement the enhanced science curriculum in Kenya or in Tanzania or Rwanda, we have to make sure that one, it's working well in Uganda. So it has a four-year pilot period. And then after that, we can go to Kenya, we can study the national curriculum, and then we can um, come up with a plan to enable us to implement it there and in any other country that we want to. So we want to scale, yes, um, but we also do recognize that scaling is going to be a challenge which we are up to, and it's something that we are figuring out. The champions of Fundi. What lessons have you learned working in STEM? You've been inspired, you've created, you've innovated. What would you like to tell other fellow women and probably mothers, tell teachers, tell the government? When someone begins and gain valuable insights into the innovative solutions driving change in Africa. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So please share your feedback and ideas with us on our social media handles and email. And remember to subscribe to our podcast to be notified of future episodes. Join us next time as we continue our journey of discovering Africa with Razia Kulate. This program and podcast was developed with support by the African Union through the African Union Agenda 2063 Pitch Zone Awards, a partnership with the African Revenue Union. Its contents are the sole responsibility of the producer and do not necessarily reflect the views of African women.